Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The body always wants to achieve balance. So the more you restrict, the body will remember that. Don't forget our bodies are still caveman bodies that, you know, it will hang on to every single bit of energy consumed once you've come off that diet. So once you've come off a diet, the body remembers that you were in starvation. So the body will absolutely make sure this time around that they have more fat. So if you do want to starve again, your body has more fat. And this is what happens. You know, our bodies are meant to survive. And if our body's put into restriction or avoidance, it will remember and it'll want to keep up more weight each time you do it. So the yo-yo dieting doesn't work because people just put on more and more weight every time, you know, they go back. Um, diets are, you know, it's again, it's it's a massive, massive con. Um, some people do all right with diets, but it, again, it's you jump on a diet, you jump off a diet. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. Delighted to have Bumi Abel Abba join me today, the food addiction coach and Dope Black Mother of Two. And we have Afoma, the tribe coach, life coach for mothers and Dope Black Mum of Three. Welcome, ladies. Oh, thanks very much. Thanks, Nina. Glad to be on. Hi. You're welcome. Great to have you here. Great to have you here. So can we just get down to the basics? What is a food addiction coach? Right. Okay. So this is a relatively, I would say a relatively new concept. Um, it's going back a few years now because of the data and, and medical research, but there are increasing signs of food addiction within the community, um, which is kind of a, a, a real different beast altogether to um, kind of other kind of disordered eating patterns. But it's, it's literally um, a kind of help individuals who are struggling to control say compulsive eating, uh, stress eating comes underneath it. That's another um, um, part of the spectrum, binge eating and food addiction. The food addiction is like a compulsive need to have a particular food to the point where, you know, it can affect your mental health, impact your physical health, um, emotional health. And the person cannot or finds it extremely difficult to, to put that particular food down or foods down, um, so to the point that it'll impact their health. So that is um, food addiction. In the moment, how do you spot these things? Because I can sit down and I can really eat. I can. I love carbs. Mm. I could sit down and just eat a whole tub of ice cream. And okay. some of the, well, I'm not sure about you, Afoma, but I do binge a bit. Like mm. if we have movie night, you know, I'll eat a whole big packet of crisps. Yeah. And how do you know when it's an issue? For instance, okay, we can all overeat. That's that's normal. Yeah. The whole population can overeat. But when it becomes a, an obsession, so you just talked now about that tub of ice cream and that you can have it on a movie mm. night, a particular event or something or a whole bag, we can all do that. 
But when it becomes something that's daily, that the person just thinks about that, it's an overriding thought, uh, predominant thought of the day, they've just got to have it. It's almost like a compulsion that that person will be driven almost like a knife point to have that particular thing just to make them feel better. So it's almost like um, to help them change the way they feel. You'll have your bag of popcorn or your ice cream because it's nice and it's delicious and, you, and you're watching a you know, movie it's and it's a event. But when it's for, you know, middle of the night, for instance, somebody might get up and have that tub of ice cream or the minute they get home or they bite on the way back from work, that kind of thing. That's when it becomes this mental obsession, this what we call phenomenon of craving, where despite your best efforts, you will not be able to stop eating that particular food until you're either ill, you're sick or or you, you pass out kind of thing. So that's the extreme. Right. Um, but then, as okay. I said, you've got a spectrum of food addiction. So overeating is right at the bottom. Um, binge eating is kind of stepped down from food addiction. And then emotional eating, that's on the spectrum of food addiction. Um, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So if that somebody's really struggling and despite their best efforts, they feel like they, they've got to have it or there's guilt and shame around what they're eating. And, oh, I've done it again. And it's that that kind of mind, that think, that thought that's running through the head. Oh my God, I've done it again. Mm. Why did I do it? Beating themselves up, feeling bad about it. Kind of that kind of um, scenario. So so the clients that are coming to you can recognise they're doing this? They don't recognise, they recognise they're doing it, but they don't know what it is. Right. So, I just, I can't imagine how you'd be, how you'd, understand what you're doing enough to come and see you because you understand? I, could, I could see if someone yeah. else brought you in but like mm-hmm. you yourself in the moment all these pressures struggling mm-hmm. I might just want a tub of ice cream and I'm not sure I could recognize why what the triggers are for having that tub That's of right. ice cream you might just think oh I've had a tough day I'll just have a tub of ice cream but mm-hmm. just yeah, wonder but if people recognize they're doing that every week yeah, that's kind of like one-offs that you're talking about. But when somebody's like doing that every right. single day and it's becoming a problem wow. and okay. maybe the weight gain okay. or and, and, and people are telling them you're eating too much, but I can't stop, okay. what do I want to do kind of thing. So that's right. where we kind of come in. Right. So this can yeah. affect, I suppose, your relationships, your health, your job. Absolutely. If, if you cannot stop. Right. I can see. Absolutely. I can see how. This yeah, would be I mean, devastating. It, yeah, I mean, it, it can wreck relationships, um, intimate relationships, family dynamics. Um, you know, it, it can affect work and it also affects moods. So, you know, if you're addicted to particular food and you haven't got that, it's almost like a craving. So you mm-hmm. kind of go into withdrawal if you haven't got that particular food and then you start to feel a craving, you start to feel low moods mood swings, um, irritable, anxious, stressed. So all those things come to play. Um, So it makes somebody's life a lot more difficult um, to maybe say get through a work day without, you know, popping to the shops or having biscuits in your drawer. Yeah, I can imagine how that would be overwhelming and seep into every area of your life. Mm. Oh, totally. And so it just becomes your 
your primary coping mechanism it's it's the, it's the, the thing to yeah. help you cope with all your emotions and that's when people know that they're in trouble and uh, that they can't do without it you know that that they, they, they feel anxious when they don't have it and guilty when they do have it they're between a rock and a hard place and it's how on earth do I get off this mm. wheel I can't do it on my own and how are you helping your clients to identify the triggers that are causing you to overeat or panic eat or eating well, while you're anxious, e- eating as a yeah. coping mechanism well we kind of well we first of all start off with just a really good history of you know what's been going on because you know we are five dimensional so we're looking at sort of past history what that person's relationship was with food maybe going back to childhood um and what's going on for them now um what's going on in their their lives that may be causing that and sometimes it's just pure kind of neurochemical as in they've picked up a particular food when they were feeling okay this tasted really great it, it made me feel really good and then sort of different emotions they will eat that same thing because it will increase or intensify that emotion or make them feel better so we kind of really kind of assess and so we take a two or three visits at least to assess get a really good detailed picture of of that person's life um home life work life intimate life past and all of that then we sort of start to piece things together and um literally it's it's having a food journal having a food diary and maybe for two to three weeks uh what foods you pick up how do you feel when you've picked it up how do you feel before you've picked it up and writing every single thing down um every single day of like what I've eaten and then we start to look at that picture and start to see what is going on and then we start to repair that relationship with food in quite a lot of different ways and when clients come to you having done these journals are they being honest it's a journey this is no there's no rights or wrongs it's progress rather than perfection so I can just imagine if you're really trying to stick and do it you might be shocked yourself what you're writing down because you might not even be noticing what you're eating but this is the first step you see is to recognizing the extent and then having a look at it and there's no there's no this is about compassion and caring and kindness towards a client and for them to be kind and caring you know towards themselves to feel this is the first step well done and then we start to unpick honesty usually is the best policy and I always say to be honest as possible um, but if they can't and there's denial there, which is part of the addiction cycle as well, you know, it all sort of, it does, it will unravel during the journey. Um, so mm. all I'm saying is be honest as you can. Um, but yeah, there is denial with um, people sometimes are suffering from food addiction or it's not as bad as all that or oh, I won't put that down I now. But, yeah, yeah. But that's again we don't want to kind of concentrate on you know there's no shame in any of it there's no guilt there's no wrongdoing at all yeah I'm sure they're doing that all to themselves enough exactly all those voices yeah I mean there's enough yeah there's enough kind of self-punishment as there is um so we, we don't encourage that but we just it's a gentle approach and it takes time it's not something that's a you know a quick fix um for some might be three or four months um, to get on an even keel it might take up to a year uh, for some people for some who are very early stage uh, and they notice and they and they're feeling uncomfortable with what they're doing it could be just as as quick as just having you know two or three sessions really going through the ins and outs of you know what's going on what can be done 
and then you know they they seem to be okay those are the kind of early stage um food addicts um uh binge eaters the kind of compulsive eating so that's early early stage um but then people are kind of middle stage late stage need a lot lot more support it's a growing problem oh yeah yeah there's been data that was published um oh probably about a year ago they were saying that 50% of uh, people struggling with obesity have signs of food addiction. 30% of overweight uh, population will have signs of food addiction. And now get this, normal and underweight also have signs of food addiction. Right. Yeah, 20% of normal and underweight. So it's not necessarily a weight issue. It's more of a kind of a oh, mental wow. health. Oh, that is interesting. Okay. But you don't necessarily have to be overweight uh, or struggling with obesity mm. to um, be a food addict um, because there's definite ways of... That's interesting. Because I think even you just saying it, saying food addiction, that's automatically just what you think about, isn't it? The, this is it, um, yeah. You know, addicted to something, you're a bit more overweight, maybe... Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's that's yeah. interesting that that is the data point that it can yeah. span across anyone. Oh, it can be anybody. I mean, anyone can have you know suffer from you know this addiction, and it's something that now is is very much on the lips of you know a few in the public eye. Um, I know Doctor Zand on Good Morning Television was talking about his food addiction, um, and it is it is something that we need to recognise because it's kind of like the missing link between trying to kind of stay on a healthy diet it's kind of the self-sabotaging link Mm -hmm. you know with all the best intention Mm. in the world you know people say well I've got so much willpower and you know why can't I overcome this and I'm intelligent and I know what's healthy and I know what's unhealthy it's nothing to do with that it's just once the body has become and the brain has become um used to particular foods um it will want that food and and that's what addiction is. Once that the reward system is being hijacked by usually things that are refined. So alcohol is very refined. You know, alcohol came from the grape. Grapes are natural substance. When it becomes refined, it can become more potent. Same with, for instance, the poppy. You think of the poppy, the natural poppy, which, you know, once it's refined, becomes heroin. Anything that becomes refined passes through to the brain very quickly so we are now looking at what we call refined foods, so the ultra-processed foods. So these are the foods which I actually don't call foods, which are damaging and which are damaging um, the health of the population. And that's usually uh, the type of foods that most people that come into my office, um, you know, that we, we treat and, uh, you know, we have sessions with. It's normally the ultra-processed foods, so it's your junk food, it's your burgers, it's your chips, pizzas, donuts, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's the ultra-processed food All that's that causing stuff. havoc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's what's causing havoc at the moment, is the ultra-processed foods. Wow. And with your clients, is there anything, are there any common themes that you see from Black women or Black mothers in particular? Anything that keeps coming up? Um, maybe like relationship to food or education around nutrition. I'm just thinking of like my upbringing and it was always triple carbs. It was always overcooked mm. veg. 
coming from a West yeah. Indian background, that was my aunties, and I had some yeah. and other side of my family of pure ITOL and complete vegetarian yeah. vegan. Yeah, no, I get you, and it's from it is uh, as you say, it's it's kind of the same with the Nigerian background as well that it was the triple carbs, yeah. um, you know, and the chicken and everything mm. else like that. Um, I would yeah. say kind of it's it's becoming less, um, but there's more un- in ultra processed introduced. That's the thing. Um, but it's it's becoming less. Yeah. In fact, those particular foods, you know, if eating in moderation are fine, it's it's the ultra processed that's really kind of getting the population. And, you know, especially with our kids, you know, especially the teenagers that we're just talking yeah. about now, you know, you've seen them outside chicken shops, you know, chicken shop, chicken and chips, it's, you know. It's, it's so quick and it's so cheap, isn't it? It's so and it's cheap and it's so groups. damaging. And this is what this is what my biggest worry is, mm. is, you know, as soon as they're out of the house, however healthy they've been, you know, they've had their breakfast or whatever, they're out and having, you know, all the all the rubbish. And, you know, you see, you see them outside, you know, the bus stops at school and, and, and going in and getting totally. their chips and everything. And it's, it, and it's frightening because, you it's know. It's cheaper. When, it's cheaper to eat and healthy. It is. It is cheaper to, yeah, well, yeah, it is cheaper in many ways to eat and healthy. But it's there, and it's the thing is, mm. that it's the it's the availability and it's the accessibility of all of it's it. So that's frightening. Yeah. Um, you know, you're seeing on your shelves ultra processed foods in the shops. It's everywhere because it is for the food industry very cheap to to manufacture. It's highly marketable. You know, it's it's such mm. that there's extreme desirability. So they actually, it's almost like a concoction of the right ingredients to spark off the brain to say, "This is so nice. I want this again." So we are really kind of waging war with the food industry at the moment because, you know, it's genetically, not genetically, it kind of, um, it's artificially created energy dense food and it's not really a food, but it is there to hook us in a way. And so that we buy more and more yeah. of it and there's more variety. And as I said, it's cheaper and it's more available. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh. Yes, I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask how you get around it. Well, how you get around it, 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 because of, you know, it's all in our face, is it's getting the awareness that, you know, these particular foods are the ones that are damaging, that cause the high blood pressure, cause the high cholesterol, Mm. cause heart disease, inflammation, all of those metabolic diseases that, you know, we suffer, especially as black people, we suffer from high blood pressure um, more than, you know, more than, you know, a lot of the ethnic populations so it's really education and 
you know, saying, okay, they are readily available, but what can we substitute instead? And, you know, I do encourage to just remove as much ultra processed food as possible or look at the labels and look at if there's anything like sucrose, glucose, anything with O's at the end of it, anything that's looks like there's, you know, carbohydrates in the top four um, on the list, then avoid them. That you know, if they're in the bottom four of the that's list, that's, that's fine. And I think supermarkets should do the same. That it should be such that they it literally should be. This is your your ultra processed, high fats, short sugar um, um, aisle. This is your low. Yeah, that's why we it. Yeah, mm. or just you know, label it one, so, two, three, four, which I think they're doing now. The advertising standards industry is that labeling say the the high, the most unhealthiest as four. And so I think the food industry have a, a, a lot to, to answer for and they should be held accountable for at least making us very much aware very easily what is is really going to cause, you know, medical and health problems and, and what's not. So it's not to say it's all down to us. I think it's also down to the food industry. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very passionate about it. And... Um, I want to no, see more done. as you should be. I want to see more done. Yeah. So with with someone who is um, literally, you know, worried about that with their children, it is um, just keeping that as low as possible, introducing more fresh. And, you know, as a teenager, it's mm -hmm. very difficult, but just sitting the kids down. And, and, and again, this, again, should be done at schools as well. I think this should be part of the curriculum. Um, you know, introducing things like, well, what, you know, what foods yeah, you're eating. Definitely, and cooking lessons to not make this physically. That's, it's convenience, isn't it? If you're going outside and you see this this cheap chicken box, it's just easy, it's convenient. Why would you want to first mm -hmm. take a packed lunch or go home and cook when you can just spend £2.50 and exactly. get a whole meal? Yeah. But also, yeah. you look at the school school meals. I mean, school meals are still aren't aren't that great. I mean, my two boys have gone, you know, went to the local school in, in um, you know, South London, and and the food was not that great. Um, but they had the wherewithal to make sure, you know, they had a good breakfast, and they tried to choose as healthy as possible. Um, but again, it's peer pressure, isn't it? And peer pressure is, yeah, go to the chicken it's shop totally. afterwards. And everything else. That's why I think in well, schools it should be yeah. it should be education from the word go. And also, what is food addiction? What is emotional eating and stress eating? What does that cause to the body, the brain, everything? And and running that curriculum yeah. right through from primary school till till the left school, and to be able to cook, you know, you know, cook three or five, three to five meals by the time you've left. Um, at the age of 18 you know to how to cook from fresh at least five meals mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really important because the, the cooking skills have gone probably the parents also aren't cooking um, so it's you know educating the family isn't it? yeah everyone's leading richer lives aren't they definitely definitely it almost feels like you know in a lot of low low income areas you see the betting shops and the alcohol shops in the corner. It almost feels like on the school routes, you just shouldn't be allowed to have these these flashing signs shouting yeah. chicken for £2.50 yeah. at you. Yeah. 
I, 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 so I honestly impossible. think I honestly think it's it's time for that. Yeah, for definitely. And as you said, you, you're not going to see that in the nice areas of Chelsea and Fulham and places like that, will you? You don't get the betting shops. You don't mm. get the the chicken shops. You don't see it. You know, so why introduce that into kind of you know lower socioeconomic areas? You know, it's 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 almost like <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you know, just want to mm. just get rid yeah. get rid of people quickly. You know, let them bet, <laughs> let them drink, and let them eat rubbish. But maybe, like you said, it's down to the education that we can give as well, isn't it? You know, just being able to talk to our kids. Yeah, I think it's down to the community that, you know, and, and we need a lot of support. So it's a, the community, mm. um, you know, grassroots, um, school, mm. church, you know, right. being able to... So maybe like some church, yeah, maybe some Zoom cooking classes. Yeah, for, for exactly. Yeah, for, and yeah. making it fun and making yeah. it simple because you can make a meal for, you know, also very very cheaply and it's fresh um and it will lo- it will give you more energy and it will last more energy you mean fresh food it's you know it's it you can't compete really i know when i um you know treat my clients that you know they come in stressed um you know emotionally stressed anxious that as soon as we get them onto a, a food plan and literally within 2 to 3 weeks you know, the anxiety has gone down, the stress levels have gone down, they're sleeping better, they've got more energy. I, I bet, I, I bet your complexion, I bet your hair, I bet everything, everything is going to change. Everything. And, and, it's, and it's amazing, the turnaround, and that's by eating just, you know, clean, you know, as clean eating as possible, three meals a day, Um I do not believe in restriction. I do not believe in dieting. We get our clients to lose weight really, really well, get to their goal weight um, mm. and eating three good meals a day. Um, so there's a this myth about having to restrict or avoid. It, it, it really does annoy me because you can get somebody to lose weight really well on three meals a day. Um, so the fasting, the fad diets, the pills. No. Rubbish. <laughs> No, no, out, 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 out. I don't believe in dieting. Don't forget the body. The body always wants to achieve balance. So the more you restrict, the body will remember that. Don't forget our bodies are still caveman bodies that, you know, it will hang on to every single bit of energy consumed once you've come off that diet. So once you've come off a diet, the body remembers that you were in starvation. So the body will absolutely make sure this time around, that they have more fat. So if you do want to starve again, your body has more fat. And this is what happens. You know, our bodies are meant to survive. And if our body's put into restriction or avoidance, it will remember and it'll want to keep up more weight each time you do it. So the yo-yo dieting doesn't work because people just put on more and more weight every time, you know, they go back. Um, Diets are you know it's again it's it's a massive massive con um some people do all right with diets but it, again it's you jump on a diet you jump off a diet it hasn't got all the nutrition or food groups it's not sustainable you know not necessarily enough fiber in there you know it's punishing can be boring um but again it's feast and famine isn't it and the body will just keep putting on the weight 
and reserve that fat uh, for the next starve. So I don't believe in in diet. That is clear. Heard that. Okay. <laughs> I've done it myself, so I know. I know. I know. It didn't work for yeah. me. I definitely speak with myself. We've we've all done it. I've all I've been tried the little cider apple. I've tried this. I've tried that. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, to anybody listening, mm-hmm. what changes? What changes can we make today to to model a better relationship with food? I think first of all, um, eat three meals. I mean, we all seem to feel that being full is. A lot of people now think, oh, my God, I'm full. I'm going to put weight on. That's the first thing I hear. If I'm full, we're, we're, we're naturally to, it's natural to feel hunger and it's natural to feel full. Yeah. So first of all is, is eat three meals a day. We've got protein in it, carbohydrates. Remove the ultra-processed foods. Eat three meals. Make sure when you get up in the morning, within three hours of getting up, have something to eat. Maybe a little bit more protein. Protein's very good. Um, make sure you're hydrated. So sometimes we confuse uh, thirst with hunger. So making sure that you're hydrated throughout the day, I think is very important. And then you'll start to know the difference. So, you know, herbal beverages, water, you know, if you want your tea or coffee, that's fine. Um, and, And ensure that you get enough amount of sleep because the more you sleep, the more your stress level goes down, the more your cortisol level goes down, so that you're not you're not feeling stressed in the morning, and then you want to grab because the more you're stressed, the more impulsive you become, and so your impulse control goes down, and you want to grab for something that's going to make you feel better, and it's normally carb heavy foods that you reach for to feel better. Um, so getting the correct amount it always of, is for me. yeah. Stress management, kind of have, a, you know, two or three things that you can do on a regular basis that, you know, you can do when you're in a stressful situation, breath work, you know, tiny bit of meditation or writing something down or call a friend, that kind of thing before you reach for, you know, you reach for food um, just to calm you down. But breath work's really good. Um, don't keep um, kind of your trigger foods at home. Uh, I think that's really important. Uh, and as much as you can, try and plan your meals so you're not just grabbing for something um, when you're tired and you come home from work and you've had the kids and and you just think, right, what am I going to eat? So just make sure you've, you know, you've eaten. Yes. I think that's really important. It's really planned. So don't go to the supermarket hungry. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Um, so pl- just, you know, just a little planning, I think, is is really, really important to you know, get your three meals a day, get it nice and balanced. And, and just to stop the cravings and the mental obsession around food when you're hungry. Um, and, and just, you know, just make sure that you, you, you know, you have a plate of food. Um, yeah. So, you know, stuff like that, relaxation techniques and just keep it really simple. Just keep it really simple. If I'm listening to this, is there anything that you're going to change? So much. <laughs> I'm gonna have a rethink of my life. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, like even I, I do in, do intermittent fasting, so I don't, I don't typically have breakfast, um, and I'll eat between sort of twelve and seven, um, normally. But what you said about planning, which I don't always do, so sometimes if my day's been really busy 
or whatever mm. I'll just run in and maybe get a couple of slices of toast or um, yeah. you know whatever and then back out so I come in in the evening to have dinner we don't eat a ton of processed foods and I guess sort of by default I do have a lot of veg I have kind of a lot of veg my husband's vegan so depending on if I like the look of what he's got then I might have some of that it doesn't sound too bad yeah I think everyone can tweak um, sort of the day so to eat better. Um, but, you I mean, intermittent fasting. Yeah, I think the planning, though, will really, you know, that will be something really. Intermittent fasting is a lifestyle, isn't it, rather than a diet? Yes. It's more of a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but the it's the planning, is, as you yeah. just said. I think that's, even with intermittent fasting, I think that's really important. But you sound like you're doing all right there, Fiona. Yeah. What about yourself, Nina? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I can only cook fresh food. And so this sometimes sets me back because I spend the majority of my money on food and fresh food, fresh veg, fresh fruit to the point now that my son can box through um, a thing of raspberries a day. And I sit there and think, I'm really happy this is happening, but this is two pounds a go. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's just like, what's happening? Get a little allotment (laughs) and grow your veg. You sound like you're doing really well. Oh, I'd love that. I would love that, honestly. Yeah, and I think it's just, yeah. as you said, it's just. Well, you can off get those little veg truck things for your garden. There's so much we can do that, you know, can be fresh and not expensive. And um, and really, you know, we're talking about uh, our younger generation now who've already got so much on their plates now with climate change and. You know, we want them to grow up as healthy as possible, don't we? <laughs> you know, to, to combat the stresses and, 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 and trials of life because it's, it's, it's going to be challenging for that generation. You know, I look at my boys and I think I want them to be as healthy as possible, you know, and that starts with their food and their relationship with it. Yeah. Totally. And Bumi, just to finish off, what is it that you really want people to hear about food addiction and our relationship with food um just to just just become a little bit more aware of your own eating and this could be interesting for many of the listeners is you know what is your relationship to food do you use it as a coping mechanism or you find it's very very difficult to put things down um you know you've got to have it you've got to eat it um you know, you're going to have a temper tantrum or low moods because you haven't got it. How is it making you feel? How is food making you feel? Is it making you feel good um, and healthy or is it making you feel anxious? And if it is, then you have to have just have a little look at, you know, what is going on, maybe doing some journaling, looking at the food you're eating, see if you can remove those foods that maybe cause you anxiety or the need to have it. Then again, see what happens after that. And if you're finding it's impossible, um, then, you know, maybe you need some help. And, you know, there is a lot of support out there now. Um, and, you know, we are there. So you're not alone. So if you have any problems, don't hesitate. Um, either reach out to me and it's either me or, you know, I can refer refer on. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you, girls. I really enjoyed that. That was great. Thank you. Dope Black Moms.
If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.